Hey Pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last Year's Horror. It's the horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. This episode, we'll be discussing a movie that asks the question, what if Superman, but bad? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I guess we're going to be talking about Brightburn. (laughs) Uh, It was written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn and directed by David Yaraveski. Fun fact, Brian Gunn is the brother of James Gunn, who is, of course, the Hollywood giant who wrote and directed the Guardians of the Galaxies movies, 2006's Slither, and uh, he wrote one of my personal favorite zombie movies at the very start of the early 2000s zombie revival, 2004's remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, The other writer on this, Mark Gunn, is their cousin. Uh, Brightburn stars Elizabeth Banks, David Denman, uh, who is Roy from The Office, and Jackson A. Dunn, and it was released in 2019 on May 24th. Oh, see, when we were watching it, I saw that James Gunn was like a producer or something, so I was like, oh. Helping his family members get in the biz. That's right. Well, normally this is the part where I introduce the theme music, uh, but we have a special treat today. So in our last episode, our good friend Joshua Gideon mentioned that he was getting back into music. And after we recorded the show together, he made us an alternate theme song, which we absolutely love. So here it is. Here's Josh's version of last year's horror theme. Last year's With Ben and Carrie, a little bit scary. Here's how it works, let me break it down clearly. They have a guest come over, watch a horror film that came out within the past year or so, and then they sit down and talk about it. There, there you go. Now listen. (laughs) I I love it. It's so good. It's really good. Uh, So special thank you to Josh for that. Uh, I I just can't get over, like, I've listened to that way more than I I should admit. (laughs) Um, but I, I did like, it, it made me think like if anybody out there is listening to this and is, you know, musically, uh, talented, uh, talented what's the, yeah. Musically inclined, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to send us your uh, alternate take on our, on our uh, intro song. Anna, can you scat for us? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> no scatting yeah. then. Um, no, I, I I wasn't a jazz group. I actually, was the assistant Scalded. director of a jazz group. But scatting has never been uh, my friend. Oh, man, where's our jazz uh, theme song now? Oh man, I don't know. I can, can you try give us an operatic one. <laughs> um, I could try. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot, but okay. if you guys also haven't figured it out, we're thrilled to introduce our guest who has been on before you may remember her but it's ariana switchblade hello hello it's such a double honor and i love the new theme song Yay! Yeah. she's just trying to get out of having to do hers yeah. i can't top it but yeah it's great to have you back um i won't be texting you this episode That's so okay. we'll be talking in person well virtually digitally yeah. what is this safe six uh, feet distance I mean, yeah. we're i would say we are currently more than six feet we're a couple yeah. miles distance <laughs> at it's least. a safe distance <laughs> yeah 10 to 15 miles probably i'm just screaming out of my window right now <laughs> <laughs> really good sound quality yeah. for you know how far away and you having to scream that's all of the the classical training right there <laughs> that's right <laughs> i was gonna say it's there there's that operatic uh, voice <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll kick off our discussion of Brightburn. Uh, We'll start with a round of brief, spoiler-free reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie, no worries. 
I'm going to have Ben go first. Ah, uh, dang. Uh-huh. You always pick me. I have somewhat mixed feelings about this movie because I genuinely enjoy parts of it. I don't think it's an outright bad movie. I just wish that it was a little bit more outstanding in its kind of take on the genre tropes that it's looking at. There's two sort of genres that it's mashing together, which is the bad seed horror genre, which is like you have the bad kid and he's kind of emerging into his badness, usually right around puberty. And then you have like superheroes and kind of turning a superhero story into um, a horror story. So I just felt like it doesn't do anything that is particularly interesting with either of those genre the genres and the the tropes that exist within them. It, it I think it relies really heavily on people's knowledge about Superman lore and I like that this kid becomes this unstoppable evil Superman. I genuinely find that frightening and some of those scenes are like holy shit, you literally can't stop this kid and he is a true monster. But um part of my feelings towards this movie might also be influenced by the fact that I watched the Amazon series The Boys before I saw the movie. Hmm. And there's a character who's basically like really like a grown-up version of this kid. Mm-hmm. Um like he is the evil or anti-Superman and there's actually like a kill that is shared in both of them uh both like uh both in The Boys and in Brightburn. And I just feel like the boys is evil superheroes amped up to like 11 or 12 really like that series if you haven't seen it is fucking phenomenal so see it it's not an out and out horror series but it's pretty horrific Mm -hmm. and i just feel like this one i don't know it's it's fine it's fine (laughs) like it's kind of a b movie and it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I don't dislike it, but it's not one that, like, I'm going to go rushing to tell people about. So I was going to have Ariana go next, but I kind of I'm going to sneak in because I kind of wanted to piggyback off of something you said. And you said it relies on the Superman lore. But what's funny to me is when I read the description, my first thought was Hercules. And I was thinking about what? Hercules. <laughs> Ariana, do you know what I'm saying? Because like, he isn't, wasn't he in a basket? Yeah, he was left mm-hmm. and a nice family, like farmers, found him and mm-hmm. raised him. And he became Hercules. <laughs> well, I think, no, that actually makes sense. But I think that that Superman stole that from that Greek mythology. Totally. But that's like, I always think Hercules first and then I'm... Um, like all these other people and even you were like superman i was like oh shit yeah superman not hercules <laughs> not a big dc universe fan carrie i mean christopher reeves uh we'll just yeah. leave it there he's <laughs> nailed it <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the og superman yeah mm-hmm. but this movie this is the what the third or the fourth bad seed movie we've done this season third one this season yeah and i would put it in the middle yeah. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. And I feel like that's, yeah, like this movie doesn't really, I don't know. I feel like it's like, okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. Ariana? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of feelings about go this movie. Go for it. Um, it I, won't, I won't go fully for it right now. Um, I will say that I drew the same similarities as Ben as far as the Bad Boys series goes. And the Good boys. The, sorry, the boys, not the bad boys. Sorry, the boys. <laughs> I mean, he is a bad boy. He yeah, is. totally. Um, the boys on Amazon. And 
I was a little disappointed, but I'll say in totality, it was the ride that I most expected. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Right. That was so articulate. <laughs> yeah. I was like, everything that I wanted to say in like, what was that? Six I words? I give up. We should just get her the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's yours. No, that was great. That was perfect. Sorry. Well, thank yeah. you. And then, yeah, that about sounds it up for me. Yeah. I I just feel like you nailed it. Like it it's so sort of like within its lane, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like it's okay. It's just meh. Yeah. Like you're like okay. If I <laughs> here's the kind of vibe that I get from like in retrospect having having seen the movie twice now and thinking a little bit about it, I was like, I feel like these the gun cousins. Like we're we're hanging out one day, uh, maybe they're smoking a little something, maybe they're just having some beers, and they're just like, "Hey man, like we should collab, you know? Like why don't we why don't we write something?" And they're like, "All right, um, you know, I've been thinking about this thing. Like, uh, what about like Superman but bad?" And then they're just like, "Oh, I don't think we even have to write that." And then like it just happened. Like yeah. they just like they just like handed that idea to the director or the studio, and and they were all just like, "Yeah, we don't even like we don't need a script for this. It, I, it writes itself." I still would. I would prefer to see a bad boy Hercules, or maybe what happened to Hercules later in his life, where it gets really depressing and sad. That's mm-hmm. what I would prefer. Yeah, I mean, like when he finds is... out what his actual parents did to him. <laughs> yeah trying to kill him by tossing him off a cliff that's right i mean the greek tragedy or the greek uh greek gods and all their stories are pretty fucked up and didn't Mm -hmm. he also like lose his love like his wife like oh there's a lot i I can't remember everything with hercules i don't know why i'm hooked up on hercules today (laughs) people getting eaten by birds in greek mythology eternally like pushing boulders up hills i just in my head i keep seeing this scene in the disney version where he's a little baby and he slams the snake against the wall that's all i keep seeing in my head sorry yeah i think now it's time to discuss the movie in detail which means tons and tons of spoilers so if you haven't seen it continue at your own risk all right let's jump in so, like we said, uh, we'll, we'll kind of gloss over the beginning because it really does write itself. I mean, a couple in a farmhouse in Kansas, go figure, and they, I don't know if this is true of the actual Superman, I can't remember, I never read the comics, but there's like books about infertility all over their bookshelves. Like In the Christopher Reeves version, his parents are very old. They never. That's, yeah, that's what I always remember. Just remembered. like in Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh, i don't think they ever had kids i i don't remember i don't think so yeah i don't think so either but there i don't know if there's a backstory on why but in this case we see that like they can't have a baby so uh and then meteor hits and literally like you see kind of like this glowing red in the woods and it just cuts to 10 years later uh we see kind of like home movie footage of the kid growing up and then the movie starts 10 years later <laughs> i remember uh, i that was a weird looking baby. Um, I feel like I said that last time too, but the, maybe you just don't like babies. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it was like I don't know. There's something about that montage where I was like, did they just take found footage of babies and mesh it together? Or <laughs> I had the same thought actually. We or, did not talk about this before. Yeah, or if it was like a bunch of baby actors that they then filmed together, but I couldn't tell because they. I was like, either way, it works. It's clever because it's like cam like handheld 
family movie yeah. footage type mm-hmm. and you don't see the parents you just hear their voice but then that also made me be like did they just go find some like <laughs> there was totally voiceover of the like yeah the, like i feel like elizabeth banks and uh i'm sorry i forget the actor's name but roy i'm just gonna keep calling him roy um like i feel like they were just in a studio and they were watching these videos and the the like producers were like just like say a bunch of things as About if you babies. were there yeah it's <laughs> like and they're just like hey honey and like woo, you're on a bike <laughs> Look at that little butt in the air. I remember something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at one point you see someone who like the top of their head is not on the screen. And I was like, that does not look like yeah, either of those That's what people. I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is found footage. Like, that's why. Yeah. They had like, they had to get stock footage, like B-roll for right. some reason yeah. for this home, vi- like home video stuff. Yeah. That's why. Okay. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So I'm still on the fence about it. Weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. But. I never noticed this until we watched so many freaking bad seed movies yep. this I almost said semester like I'm in school <laughs> this year but <laughs> there are a lot of bad seed movies in 2019 2020 20 and 21 could we please not do that but um <laughs> so I noticed it like it sticks out like a sore thumb now the trope where in all of these movies there's something between the mom yep. and the child yep. that's mm-hmm. like a game that comes back yep. later and you know it's going to come back and this time it's the whistling. Whistle. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah the first scene that we get in that 10 years later is Elizabeth Banks trying to get the kid to go to school and he's playing hide and seek and uh, he go- ends up going to the barn but like through this scene I was just kind of like, she's so peppy. Like, she's way too peppy for this kid to be like, like, hey, it's time for school. Where are you, honey? I feel like I just felt like real moms are just like, where the hell are you? You're going to be late. Take your stupid lunchbox. Yeah, kid didn't even have clothes on. He's still in his robe and PJs. Right. Also, Kate Moss's character, Kate Moss, what the fuck? (laughs) Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Who, where the fuck did Kate Moss come from? <laughs> Which one's Kate Moss? Who's She's Kate a Moss? model. Oh, I don't know. So I was going to say Elizabeth Banks totally stole my mom's style wearing like a grandma sweater and a Ramones t-shirt and a skirt. Come on now. But yep. yeah, I she was way too peppy. I don't I can't I can't even follow up because I'm just embarrassed. I said oh, Kate Moss. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was never that happy when I was late to school. Right? Some important things happen when he gets to school. There's that whole scene where he's in class, and I don't for whatever reason, they're talking about bees and wasps, and he basically states the metaphor for the whole movie, which is like, she asks, the teacher asks, what are the differences between wasps and bees? And he's like, there are certain wasps that insert their young into a bee's hive, and they force the bees to do blah, blah, blah for them, and they're like... And that lays out pretty much everything that happens in the movie, which I I, I, I kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah. I like the metaphor. Before we even went to school, they, they run into the dad and the dad says, you know, the rules of the barn. And this is something that. Yeah. Like yeah. watching it the first time I was like, WTF. And then I was like, well, I mean, I grew up on a barn and yeah, you have to be careful on a farm. So I guess that makes sense. But then there's I just I felt like that was a key thing to mm-hmm. write down. So, okay, sorry. They yeah. were at school. We're talking about bees and wasp. I learned a lot about wasp in this conversation. And there's a bully. And the girl who sits in front of him, 
who also has purple streaks in her hair like his mom did at the beginning um did she i didn't even notice that yes um she says smart guys will rule the planet yeah and a little on the nose there yep but eh, it was okay it was fine i'm not mad about it yeah well (laughs) ben you had a comment when we were watching where you're like "Mm, that's not true with what's going on right now but oh yeah that's uh, neither here nor there (laughs) i was like uh, well if you look at the leadership today i don't think that's actually true It's an optimistic statement. I mean, she's a kid, so she's like, yeah, smart guys. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I felt like you could tell that the writers were nerds and they just wanted a girl to tell them oh, that their whole life. Totally. <laughs> totally. Maybe that's mean. Yeah, that's probably too no, mean. No, for sure. I mean, there is something about that, not to dissect this too much, but like smart guys rule the world or will rule the world. And there's a little girl saying this and that's that's a little sexist. Okay. So I was right. I was on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. No, I just, I tie it back to, like, the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I thought about that, too. Flashing forward here, because um, things move pretty quickly in this, this it's all kind of the opening setup uh, and, like, kind of a character build up and all that. Um, the kid is in bed, and he hears this, you know, otherworldly kind of creepy, I don't know how you describe it, like bassy alien voice essentially talking to him in an alien language he kind of has like a seizure thing his eyes turn red and he kind of in a trance drops out his window literally and (laughs) just like plops out and uh runs to or goes into the barn and uh elizabeth not moss um (laughs) because elizabeth moss i think that's why yeah yeah so so elizabeth moss is in other things too um so that's i'm gonna say that's why that came to you i think that's why um so so yeah uh so elizabeth banks ends up following him and he's pulling at the uh barn doors yeah the trap door trap door in the barn and he's speaking this weird language too and uh i have to say that like Kind of like when they go back in the house. So she gets him and he like wakes up from his trance. He's like, what? What What happened? But first mistake, mom doesn't tell dad. Doesn't mm-hmm. tell Roy. Yeah. And she, she, She's like, she oh, says. He's just walking around. Yeah. She even, when she wakes him up, she said you were sleepwalking or something. And even he was like the voices or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So she won't, she wasn't I, listening to her child yeah, at that point. I feel like if, if I had an alien child who was like in a weird trance trying to pull at the doors where his spaceship was, it'd be like, Oh shit. Like we're in trouble. Like right. <laughs> something bad is happening. <laughs> right. She, did she not see the glow, the red? Right. I don't know. Maybe only aliens can see it. Right. Well, <laughs> like of all places to go and sleepwalk, like she had to know something deeper was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I get she doesn't want to face it. That's like, again, another trope of these bad seed movies. And, and they don't want to face it. That's definitely the mom character in this movie. Yeah. She's very yeah. like ride or die. Her kid doesn't want to face the music. Yeah. Where the dad is immediately like suspicious. Yep. And that typically like in a lot of these more like modern bad seed movies is totally the pattern. It's it's like dad is the one who like doesn't have as close of a bond to the kid so he's always like something's wrong with that boy i don't know they were able to talk about touching it together (laughs) true (laughs) that is true i don't think my father would have had that conversation with me if i was a boy well i don't mean even in this like in this movie i actually think uh that actor roy whatever his 
What's Kyle. his character's name? I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Kyle. I'm gonna try. Kyle. Um, but I just think of him as Roy. He's actually a really good actor, so I'll give it to him. So Kyle, um, <laughs> I think is actually um, a good dad. You know, like he just has his wits about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like a good father for the most part. You know. Well, so after this incident of sleepwalking, or what the mom's gonna refer to as sleepwalking, but we as the viewer know it's more. Yeah. Uh, so we see the Brandon, the, the son, out in the yard with Kyle, and they're doing some yard work. And at this point, the dad wants to um, kind of like separate and conquer. So he's going to go do some barn stuff. And he has Brandon do yard work and mow the lawn. And <laughs> it's kind of funny at first yeah. because the kid can't get the lawnmower to start and, you know, cusses a little. And those things can be a pain i totally empathize with yeah. that moment because it's one of those pull lawnmowers it's yeah. not the like electrical one it's a push mower yeah. did you guys have to mow lawn like mow the lawn when you were kids i did not and i feel like i'm gonna get too personal and it's because uh my parents wanted me to leave them alone <laughs> Um, well, you also had like giant farmhouse yards. Yes. So you probably had riding mowers and stuff. Yeah, we had a, a riding mower. And then when my mom and I lived together, we just had basically what they had, like the push mower. But my mom would always do it. And honestly, I think it's because she was so depressed and she needed to like get out her energy. <laughs> but yeah, I never had to mow. I mowed, <laughs> not super proud to, to admit this, but I mowed my first lawn last year yeah that would be me Whoa. yeah i uh i wasn't allowed to at my dad's uh because there was there's a lot of land at least at his at his newest home um and it was one of those riding mowers and i would yeah. bug him to ride it but wasn't allowed i was allowed to ride four wheelers though um yeah yeah and then um with my mom we would always rent so we didn't either have the yard to actually mow or it was already being maintained by the landlord so yeah. Last year, I, I mowed a lawn for the first time. It's also weird because now I think about it, like my dad would let me sit on the tractor with him. Right. As a tiny little baby. And then <laughs> my dad also, <laughs> he kind of let me drive when I was like three and four. Like cause mm -hmm. we had this really long, like mile driveway. And my dad would push, like have this foot on the pedals and let me steer. Oh, so yeah. I did that like <laughs> with a <the> car. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, no, we, no lawnmower. We also learned in the last episode that you were popping <laughs> pills as a kid, too. So you're like popping pills and driving like, Woo! that's right. That's, that's just country life is all about when you're a country bumpkin. True. <laughs> yep. um, I, I, I just empathize, empathize with the scene because I had to mow the lawn every once in a while. Not as much as uh, I probably should have. But it was that thing that like my dad was always like go mow the lawn you need to go mow the lawn and i would always just be like i don't want to mow the lawn i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> and and i and i got away with it most of the time um but uh when i got to like 16 or whatever i mowed this lady's lawn up the street um because that was another thing my dad was like you need a job you should go mow lawns go door to door and ask to mow people's lawns and i was like no i don't want to do that <laughs> so um but i mowed this lady's lawn and she gave me 20 bucks like nice. once a week to to mow her lawn and i was like yeah when nice. i was like 15 16 or whatever that was that was a good little good little side gig that i had yeah but yeah yeah when i was 20 six bucks to mow a lawn yeah. I, I wish that like it took me like maybe an hour hour and a half oh see i i, I was a little lawn it was not like okay because i was imagine 
Yeah. She's an old lady. Again, this is like our cultural <laughs> background differences. Because yeah. when you said lawn, I was like, you, you she... You're picturing like a farm again. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you mowed a bunch of acres out, like four hours? Nope. nope. <laughs> I was like doing the mental math. Yeah, nope. Front yard, backyard. Like, and that was it. All right. Well, before we, we keep talking a, about a lot of time talking lawns, about mowing lawns, I feel like I can keep going talking about lawns. Uh, write in to us uh, on Twitter, Facebook. Tell us uh, what kind of lawn did you have growing up? <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture. Send us your lawn. Send us uh, some, oh, some clippings in the mail. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but anyway, he gets super mad. Oh, we're back to the the movie. We're back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon gets really mad at this stupid pole mower because it's not catching like uh, yeah and he flings it literally flings, flings it, it like across two lengths of two like two football fields like across the yard into <laughs> like, another part of the farm it was comical just how far <laughs> he flings it like i i could see like like the movie could have been effective with this if he flung it like half of a football field right it went like soaring in the sky i i believe i laughed yeah <laughs> I mean, I thought we were going to have a sling blade moment because the kid's <laughs> hearing voices yeah. again, and um, he's staring at that the blade. Just can I can I do like kind of what the voice kind of sounds like? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> is so, that is that about right? Oh, it's perfect. That's right. I'm doing the the hands. Hands? The sling blade hands. Oh, man. <laughs> I got real confused. Sorry. This, I... was, <laughs> this was one of those moments in the movie where, like, as soon as I saw the mower had turned upside down, I was like, oh, he's going to stick his hand in the mower. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was one of those moments where just, like, I didn't really need this to know that he was strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. And it, it's kind of weird. Like, he, he hears that and... And it's like, again, he kind of hears this trance. So I guess in a way, maybe it's a, it's partially establishing that he's kind of being uh, like coached by whatever that voice is that's coming from the ship. That, yeah, that's yeah. One, yeah, that's one way to look at like, it. I bought it. I was like, OK, he's getting some kind of subconscious signal. I was just like, they're doing a cheap gimmick right here to freak people out. Sure. That's all I was thinking yeah. of. And then wouldn't it be great if like his hand just got chewed off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would have taken a turn that, you know, would would have. Yeah, yeah given, exactly. Been... I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I... maybe it grows back later that night. And that's like... <laughs> Way better. I love it. It's like a starfish. <laughs> See, we should be like consultants on these scripts. Come on. Agreed. We should. But they didn't even write a script for this, so it's fine. That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want some tater tots now. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um... We got them french fried taters. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> So, okay, I'm glad we're all in agreement on this stupid spinning undercarriage. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, but then we kind of, it kind of jumps, and we're at birthday. His, his birthday party. And we find out he's turning 12 years old. No friends. He has no friends. He's a super genius. Yeah. Um, yep. The place that they're at reminded me of, like, Sylvan Beach, like run down Sylvan Beach, because like the arcade mixed into the we, diner. Uh, we mm. describe Sylvan Beach for our wide uh, audience. It's oh. it's kind of like around the Syracuse area. Oh, but... those birds were just mating right outside the window. Nature. And that describes Sylvan Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sylvan Beach is where the birds go to fuck. <laughs> 
Um, no, so Silver Beach was one of those um, like lake towns that was really popular, and uh, it had a rich history. It had a lot of people that came every year, and so they built like an amusement park and. Um, yeah, it's like a kitschy little small lake town in central. Is it technically getting yeah, more it's upstate? Central, it's central New York. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're, we're beyond upstate the way people think of upstate. Oh, yeah. that's true. Okay. So yeah. And like upstate New York and it's kind of, it has not had its luster in a long time. There are not as many tourists. The amusement park's still there, but it's, you know, it's super kitschy, kind of sad. I kind of love it. I uh, love it, personally. <laughs> like, when I first stepped foot there, I was like, I want to die here. Okay, yeah. maybe not that extreme. Yeah, that's a little, but, that's a little much. <laughs> I was like, this place is amazing. Yeah. Like, every kitschy internal organ of mine was like this is amazing i feel like what this movie was missing was like a kind of like that carnival scene just yeah. randomly in there you know like yeah. go, going to the carnival and well they tried right here in the diner <laughs> I, I feel like the comparison is to me a little bit of a stretch but i see what you're saying with the blue collar kind of run down carrie's glaring at me right oh now. no I, I i no i think you nailed it like it's that blue collar run down kind of no um, offense to sylvan beach we love the place yeah well it wasn't blue collar at the time it is now yeah they could probably right. clean that beach a little bit more just uh i i've said and, i've hey, never been to jersey but like from what i understand about jersey i oh call shit. sylvan beach like the jersey shore of central new york sorry to anyone that that offended i feel like it's a thing okay i've never been <laughs> probably <laughs> i've only driven through jersey so I don't know. Yeah, I, I've, I've never been there. I'm going based off stereotypes. So I've gone as far as Paramus, so I can't really confirm. I have no idea where that is. Is so that Northern that... Jersey? <laughs> um, No, it's yep. Western Jersey. Yep. Fuck for all I know about Jersey. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you guys. You're it's the Garden State. It's super close to the city, and they have like a lot of good shopping centers there. Oh. So. Well, we have derailed. We have. <laughs> <laughs> so, a birthday, um, and literally the, the only people there are Brandon's parents and his aunt and uncle. And Brandon's uncle buys him a rifle. Was it a shotgun rifle? I, I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was a Remington. I just saw the package and I went, gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, who was it that actually got what it was actually this was surprising it was dad who got mad because he was like we talked yep. about this no guns and because he's a kid yeah and mom was like well it's it's fine and so yeah I, that was like one of those moments where i was like all right dad's like trying to look out for the kid and yeah i, I mm -hmm. like him as a character yeah um, he's not... seen a christmas story too many times yeah <laughs> um yeah, yeah. And that was just a bb gun yeah. <laughs> yeah he the dad um he says no guns because Brandon's still too young, and it kind of leads to an awkward little tantrum. Yeah, Brandon mm -hmm. throws a, a little... You said it. He throws a tantrum. He He's like, basically, like, it amounts to, but I want it. Yeah, but it's, it's not a tantrum. <laughs> he, yeah, he slams his hands down, and the lights in the place kind of go out for a second, and everyone's I'm gonna, like, Ugh. I'm going to be honest. We all had that at least one tantrum when we were preteen, when you were 12 sure. or 13, where... You you wanted something and you threw a bitch fit. Right. And like it's the whole thing where he's turning twelve, so he's like almost on the cusp of adulthood. He's like yeah. entering puberty, so he's like, I, I'm yeah. grown up now. His was over a gun, mine was over some big Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I got the big Jinko jeans, actually. I, I had them. True. You, you would have been so jealous. 
Wow. <laughs> I'll be honest. I my friend got them first, and I was like, "Holy shit, yes!" Like I think, like. You wanted to 2000s. die in those Jinko jeans. I was like, <laughs> Stop saying that. I was like, I was just like, fashion has arrived. It is here. It is now, and it is Jinko jeans forever. Forever. Never yeah. will it go out of fashion. Oh man. So, but the whole point with the diner is that Dad kind of grabs him, like to to be like, all right, we're done, we're leaving, and he refuses. So we're starting to see not just a normal tantrum, but that like. When this kid rebels, like he he's already starting to like recede from the family, mm-hmm. and it's potentially dangerous because we don't know what he's up to. Right. Yeah. So they get home, and <laughs> this is we're, I'm only saying this because Ben wants to talk about it. I can feel it. But um, <laughs> I almost said Elizabeth Moss. You're right, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks character. I think her name's Tori. Yeah. Okay. Tori says uh, we did so much worse than him at his age all right this kid's 12 he is 12 right? years old and they start talking about like making out and sneaking no no no, no. they say we were running around sneaking out fooling around in my parents basement yeah at 12. and i was like ew yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't want to think about that with little 12 nope. year olds like if they had said like i don't know smooching Making out, like, something like that. I would have been like, okay, but the, the Even phrase... Even that for 12 is a little gross. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, fooling around in my parents' basement. Um, and Roy wants to go camping, uh, he says, with the family, though. I think he's thinking that that's oh, a good... I said Roy again. Kyle? Yeah, the Kyle. dad. Kyle. Yeah. I think he's thinking that's a good way to, like, kind of cool the air, restart, like, mm-hmm. do a little weekend getaway and go camping. You know, go camping. Go camping. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, what the fuck is that movie? Dale and Tucker most. Yeah, D- Dale and Tucker uh, versus Evil. Yeah, well, it's one of my favorite movies. Tucker I can't... and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, it's one. Of... Yeah, that, that's it. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies. I can't believe I butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna go camping. Uh, we see uh, little Brandon chewing on a fork in the morning, like mm. chewing a yeah. fork. Nothing like that. Iron. Yep. And then also, oh, why do they go looking for? They're, like, looking for something, aren't they? Um, But they find his weird stash of, like, guts and porn. Yep. Like I don't remember why they were looking for what? Yeah, how did they bedroom, find though. that? Do you remember? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Whatever. Maybe his they... mom was just making his bed. Yeah. I think she went to go get him something because they kept telling him to go get, uh, like, a jacket because it was going to be cold. And he was, like, in a stupor at, and eating the the fork. And the dad yeah. kind of got him out of the super, which, yeah, why didn't he mention anything about eating a fork? Yeah, now in retrospect, anything. I'm like, yeah. yeah, no one said anything about eating a fucking that, fork. Can I just say that sound? Oh, when it made he was my eating teeth hurt. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, his I, dad did walk in yeah. and eventually, like, yeah, got him to stop. But yeah, nobody but noticed. He never said anything to the, the mom. Yeah. Like, he I don't like, know. hey, um, can I show you something? Because his teeth are fine and the fork is not. I'm, I'm calling a flaw in that character development because he was on top of it except for that moment. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was just like in a hurry to get weirded out or yeah. something, but didn't. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I think that they went to his room to like get 
like a coat or something and yeah i think it's just like look what i found kind yeah of i don't know but i the, mean it's still weird that she went under his bed i i'm giving them more props than they're worth <laughs> i i don't know but yeah the, the big takeaway is that not only did he have pictures of ladies but it was like those pictures of guts like like dissection yeah. uh, images mm -hmm. from like an, an anatomy textbook or something yeah. like that real gross and uh that leads us to when they are camping. Well, sh the mom says, or one of them says it might be time to have that talk. Yeah. <laughs> might yeah. be time to have that talk, which I get, but like, I'm sorry if you see like eviscerated guts in your child's it's time stash. It's called like the, the therapist. Yeah. Right. Like I, I wouldn't approach that in a typical, Hey, let's have the talk. I'd be like, Hey, what, what is with the guts? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like hey, what dark boy. corner of the internet did you find this on? Right. And why is it here? Yeah. Because girls in bikinis, that's, that's fine. Like whatever. Maybe yeah, right. it might just be because like, like we're a little bit, you know, we like horror. We're a little bit in tune with, uh, psychopaths and yeah. things to look for. I maybe. think it was just another one of those things where it's like the stupid propeller on the lawnmower where they're like oh we're gonna put these red flags out for you here you well, go sure here yeah, you yeah. go <laughs> yeah but i just mean like parents out there if you find pictures of guts in your kids in particular in their spank bank that's a problem you got a problem mm -hmm. yeah yeah but uh yeah so uh kyle is they're they're kind of in the woods and he says you know he brings it up and he's like you know you're getting to that age you're gonna have feelings about girls and uh you know it's okay to it's, a, touch it's okay it. to it's okay to touch it <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but nothing like a good father-son masturbation talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean ben, you do know, you remember when your father sat you down for that masturbation we, he talk? sat me down we were actually uh in the, i mean it was like verbatim what happened in this movie mm -hmm. yeah we're in the woods, you know, as as men, you know, do mm -hmm. on the cusp of manhood. Yep. Rite of passage. We're going to get that deer. We're going to talk about jerking it. There we go. And that's it. And and here we are. It's the American way. It worked. <laughs> that's right. It worked. It's the American way. I do like kind of what he says, because I, I, I get kind of where they were coming from, maybe why they didn't freak out, because he's like, you know, it's not all about just like organs. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, OK, they're kind of thinking that this kid is is confused yeah sure um but what it leads to is uh kyle says you know when you have those urges and that this is a mistake he's like sometimes it's okay to give in to him and like i get what he's saying there like it's he I, thinks he's it's saying, like it's not unnatural to want to jerk it right <laughs> but the kid uh he goes like you can give in to those urges and the kid goes like now yeah like now right now <laughs> Kyle yeah. it's like what no fucking weirdo or that's the subtext of yeah. he doesn't say that but I feel like that's have. another time where parents listen to your children mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you should say what are you what do you mean what do yeah, you exactly. mean Just ask some follow-up questions yes <laughs> like why why would you think I mean right, right this now? second <laughs> yeah are you having urges right now in dad the woods? does not want to see your penis Let's, what are you talking about? <laughs> I like that what they're, what they're kind of showing us too, is that there's like human equivalence to the signs that they're seeing, which is this kid may be a sociopath because he's not picking up on certain cues and things. Or he might just be a preteen. 
I think if I saw all those signs, and I'd be like, something's up with this kid. If I ever have kids and I have a preteen that's exhibiting those behaviors, I'd... Nope. Mm-mm. Correct. <laughs> that's the right approach. Well, I'm on board with y'all, but I, I'm just saying preteens are weird creatures. Yeah. They don't have a place. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're in that in-between place. The, the tweens. Yeah. yeah. Little tweeners. Yeah. Little tweeners and their wieners. Oh, no. Okay. Well, right. while we're on that camping trip, um, <laughs> Tori, that's her name, Mom, mm-hmm. she wakes up and realizes her son is not in the tent. We, of course, as the audience, get to see where he actually is. He's, uh, he's going to play some Elvis. Play some Elvis for a girl. It was not Elvis. Shit. It wasn't Elvis? Who was that? No. I don't know who it God is. damn it. I feel really bad to my... Um, country roots but i don't know who it was well yeah it wasn't whatever. elvis though. it was not elvis though i'm just gonna say it was elvis no <laughs> so, um damn it he's in that that little girl's room who who made caitlin. the com- yes thank you caitlin who made the comment about him like smart guys taking over the world and um he is trying to he's attempting to woo her to woo her <laughs> and um he set up some 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 loving music on the laptop. What I mistakenly thought was Elvis, because I am an uncultured swine. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I slapped that table, and that's what happens when you dis you disrespect the king <laughs> in, my, in my house. I, I just want to give him more credit, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it would be creepy. Like this is the one part where it's a little creepy for me. Yeah. Um, because she wakes up, she's freaked out that her laptop's on, as you would be. And she turns it off. She tries to go back to bed. It turns right back on. We know it's because this kid's super fast and he's just weaving around and doing things. But I'm sure she would think it's like a ghost (laughs) or like who knows. And then she she claims to see him. I didn't. Did you guys see what she saw behind the thing? Because I didn't I didn't see. I didn't either. Anything. I saw it. Okay. I figured Ariana would. We have a problem where a TV gets randomly dark yeah. for certain movies. Oh. We had this problem with uh, Pet, Pet Cemetery, and I, I, I feel like I, I was know. extra harsh because it was dark and it was our TV. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was totally our TV, so apologies, but that movie still sucked. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I just didn't see anything, and I kind of do remember the first time I watched it, I thought I did, so I don't know. I, maybe I was just looking in the wrong spot. But his figure was very dark in your defense. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Good, good. But yeah, she like says, like her mom comes in the room and she, she says does the that right it's thing him. and she calls her oh, mom. Yeah. But she says that specifically it's Brandon. Yeah. Like, she she's like, it's she him. IDs him. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while this is taking place, uh, mom starts to look for him. And because he's wicked fast, he. Wicked fast. Yeah. We get fat. I can't do it now. He, um, he just pops up behind her and says, "I'm oh, just taking a pee." Yeah, I'm going to take a pee. And the mom's like, oh, "Problem solved." Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's legit. Sneaky little creep. He was flying around. He just dropped out of the sky. I don't know. That's like the stuff like that where it's like he does. The kid does such a good job of just being like, "What's wrong?" Like nothing. Everything's fine. Yeah, and I'm gonna say. Even if your child isn't a sociopath or a psychopath because they have um, organ parts with their spank bank, they're at least a creep. They're they're at least on that creep scale. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lock that kid up. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I'm going to skip ahead here to uh, we, there's a, some other stuff in between. So let me know if there's anything that I missed. But um, jumping to Brandon staring at chickens. Uh, it's mm. like they're back on the farm. They're oh, home. But we do have to talk about the doodles at school. That's yeah, it. I kind of skipped over it. I know, it that's it. His, it'll come back. His yeah. mom catches him doodling. Yeah, and he's drawn like his first anti-superhero he, And he has a logo. Picture. He and has yeah, a logo. He's got his little logo. He's it's branded. Like, yeah. He's ready. Kind of like, it's a line, vertical line with like a jag, like, I don't know, angular beads. Two triangles on each side. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah you got it. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Continue. Yeah, so he's got his logo, um, and he's staring at chickens. But uh, I like, again, like picking up the signs of a psychopath or sociopath killing small animals. Mm -hmm. um, so dad sees him staring at the chickens. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I totally miss. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, like psychopaths get their start. I know. I'm the true crime well, I'm telling, I'm expert. I'm telling, telling the audience out there who uh, may not know uh, anything about psychopaths. So, oh, man, we slipped one by Carrie. Yeah, that, that's that doesn't happen very no, often. It doesn't. Um, but yeah, so later that night, after uh, Dad saw him staring at the chickens, he comes outside because he's hearing all this craziness, and all the chickens are squished. They're just ripped apart, basically. Um, and this is a part where I start get, to get frustrated with Mom because she continues down this path for a long time, uh, where mm -hmm. Kyle's like, it, it was him. He was staring at him. I, I know it was him. Wolves, he, she said it's the wolf, but the door is ripped off and the lock is broken, and she's like... Our 12-year-old son couldn't do that, and I just wanted to be like, he's a fucking alien. Yeah. And that's basically what the dad says at a certain point. Yeah. I literally wrote, damn it, Tori. Yeah. <laughs> this part. Right? I just, like, I get that these types of movies have to do this sort of thing, but it is frustrating when just a character is so blind to their reality. I will say people really do do things like that. They're in denial, but... It sucks mm -hmm. to see it in movies, and it gets a little bit tiresome. Yeah. Yeah. At school, there's the trust test where... Pretty sure they called it a willow tree. Willow tree. I didn't catch that, but is I like that. Is that. that right, Anna? Is it willow tree? Um, I didn't hear what they called it, yeah. but when I was growing up um, in the old days, we always called it a trust fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not like a typical... I, I always thought a trust fall was like you had one person behind you or maybe two, and you just fall mm -hmm. backwards and they catch you. And this was, like, yeah. surrounded by people. Did you guys do that? So no. potentially violent. Like, no. they're just, like, shoving them. No, because in real life, I don't think you play those games with middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did them in high school. Think. <laughs> I think middle school, in my experience, was a very volatile situation where they would not want girls pushing each other in a circle. That's what I was thinking. Like, you're in a circle and people are, right. like, shoving you, like... I like I trust you shove me like yeah what no that would have started some shit <laughs> yeah yeah and like you have to like huh, yeah you're getting to that age where it's like it's not super comfortable yeah. being touched by other people like uh, yeah well, like I trust anybody to shove me but I don't trust many people to catch, catch me. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. and that's what I mean like I so I was bullied in middle school and I totally I had gym class with my bullies and I totally could have seen them like moving out of the way and letting me fall yeah and then it would have been gone I would have seen I would have been red seeing red just like this kid I would have broke her hand I would just been like so embarrassed by like people like I don't know pushing me and like I just oh. I don't like other people in my space. I never felt the need to fight my bullies, but if that happened, I I 
it would have been hard not to punch yeah. someone or slap a mm -hmm. bitch in the face. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, so what happens is uh, it's Brandon's turn and the girl who he was he, he was uh, in her room, Caitlin, doesn't catch him. So when it's her turn to catch him, he just falls and hits his head. He's fine. But uh, yeah, she she calls him a pervert. She calls him a pervert, like because the teacher's like, hey, what what's going on? And she's like. Yeah, he's you a know, good for her. Yes, to quote another podcast that I really like, "Fuck Politeness." Yep, mm, she yes. in that case, I, I agree. I was like, good, good on her. Like this kid was in her room. Yep. Yeah, like fuck this kid. Let him, let him fall and hit his head. Yeah, but I mean, the teacher forces her to um, help him stand up, and doesn't even go well. Threatens to fail her. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gym class. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he breaks her fucking hand. Yeah, he, like, squishes her, like, like really tightens on her hand, and then we see, like, cracks her wrist real, real bad. Like, mm -hmm. it's a that's a bad break. And he just gets two days suspension. Yeah. That's it. Two yeah. days. Yeah. Two days suspension. He, he claims it was an accident, but I'm sorry. When you uh, explode somebody's wrist, I feel like you should... Uh, I'm just having so many uh, thoughts right now. Are, yeah. These teachers mm -hmm. suck. What do good co does come out of it is that mom finally admits to dad that the kid was in the barn. Um, and the yeah. dad is kind of like, you know, we don't know. You know, this is where he says he may look like us, but he says something like he's never bled. He's never even got a bruise. We don't know what he is. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I wrote down, okay, now it's time to freak out about all the shit we've ignored for over a decade. <laughs> yes. So this is really where stuff starts to escalate pretty quickly. Uh, he has another one of those episodes where he um, he goes to the barn. He's hearing that voice. And this time he's starting to turn it, like translate it into English. And he slowly goes, take the, like he hears the words and he translates them to take the. But he doesn't get to it because mom finds him. He's actually... I think he's floating at that point. Yes. Isn't he, mm -hmm. he levitating? And doesn't she see him levitating? And yes. doesn't she kind of doesn't really freak out about that. I didn't think about that. I didn't really until just now. Where I'm like, um, our son was fucking levitating. Like, no, she's yeah. like, he was in the barn. Yeah, she didn't. Actually, yeah, now that you mention it, she didn't even mention it to Kyle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the moment, she's probably just like, holy shit, like, my kid is actually fucked. Yeah. Maybe she's looking past it because they, they finally admitted yeah. out loud that he's an alien. Right. So, yeah, he Maybe. falls and he cut. It's important because he cuts himself on the ship and she goes like he, he he's opened the trap door. So he falls. He cuts himself on the ship um, and she goes down to him and he asks, who am I? And she tells him, you are special. You arrived here. And she tries to say you're going to do incredible things. And he freaks the fuck out. It's a it's one of those anti superhero moments. Mm -hmm. or, sorry, sorry. Anti Superman moments. <laughs> there are a lot of I hate yous and I hate this place. Yeah. yeah. He's flinging stuff. I think he pushes his dad, right? Uh, not not yet. No. Um, um, yeah. So he he. This is where he goes. He realizes it says take the world. Um, so this yeah. is where he like comes into his own as like ah I'm a piece of shit alien. Yeah. And, and he has he's red go eyes. Kill people. Yep. Yeah. His eyes turn. And then red. he goes back to Caitlyn's yeah. room. And this is where uh, he's gonna squish her mom pretty good. Well, he does bring her some flowers. That's a weird way to mac on somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We can't. My... Like, don't worry, BB. I got you. Because <laughs> she says he, he goes to her room. He's just there. He doesn't hide himself now. And 
she says, my mom told me not to talk to you. And he's like, I'm going to take care of that. Got it covered. (laughs) She got some flowers. (laughs) You know, she kind of like doesn't come back either. No, like Mm -mm. she doesn't. Which is kind of a missed opportunity. Mm hmm. Definitely. Like, nothing really happens with this girl. He, she's really just there so that he can have a first kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so body count one. So he, basically he goes to the diner where her mom works and uh, some creepy things happen. She sees those symbols on the window. The the light thing. I'm sorry. I The second time I watched it, I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. we're, in, we're definitely in B-movie territory. Yeah, the, the light breaks and some of the shattered glass goes in her eyeball yeah like to break it down like so if you haven't seen the movie she goes over to this flickering fluorescent light in the diner and it sh- she's directly underneath it and it shatters and she gets a piece of glass like perf- literally perfectly in the center of her eyeball just yeah. like sticking straight out and it's yeah. it's a cool gore moment i guess like if you're into mm-hmm. that it's it's cringy and and kind of gross and they show her pull it out and everything yeah. but at the same time i'm like it was so like cartoony. Think, it's a little cartoony. That how, that's how lights break. Yeah, I don't think that, <laughs> no. that's how gravity works. Or and how does is it supposed to be like he? I guess he must have threw it in her eye. I don't. That's know. like did, did he cause a power surge? I don't think that's in his wheelhouse. He he was he was messing with the lights in a lot of places though. Yeah, they they have a reaction to him. I guess. Yeah, that's true. All right, but whatever. It, it's like perfectly in her eyeball, and uh, but the, oh, she sees oh, him. I, I, I ever so, I saw half of the movie the first time I watched it, and this was the first time I seen it straight through. But both times, I remember saying out loud, "Biddy, do not pull that out of your eye. Yeah, that is not smart. Why would you pull something out of your eye? Yeah. It's your eyeball." It could go and just fall apart. Like, don't touch it. That's true. Or, like, you accidentally, like, push, like, push it in worse, too. Because, like, you can't see what you're doing at that point. Eyeballs are one of the few things you do not mess with. Yeah. The end. All right. We're done. Lesson learned. (laughs) That's the moral of this whole movie and our podcast. Thanks for listening. So... (laughs) She kind of like sees him appear and she smartly does run into the freezer and kind of locks herself in. But uh, he has some laser eyes. So he he supermans that door right down the middle. But there's kind of like a CGI ish jump scare, which I kind of like, but it's kind of cheesy. But I don't know. I thought it worked for the movie um, where she sees him across the way and then he like flashes and yeah. like quickly speeds on her. I was yeah. Like, All right. Whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, this is this is when I. Oh, but we see his mask too. Right. Sorry. Yeah, this is when I did start thinking about the TV show Boys. The Boys. Yeah, it was right around here, and I was wondering which actually came out first or was written first. Like, I think that would hmm. be something. So the Boys was based on a comic book. Wasn't this based on a comic book? I don't think so. No. I thought it was. I don't think so. There's no Continue. other. There's no other writing credits other than the the two dudes. So yeah. there there would have been a uh, comic book or a graphic novel uh, author attribution, but there wasn't. Yeah, no. So uh, I would say the boys was written first, but uh, it wasn't made into a series first. So this came out first, but uh, you know, I mean, it's just like it's literally an inversion of Superman. So it says it has several mm-hmm. connections, but I'm like, it's just it's it's just a stereotype. So I think it would have connections but yeah it's not based off the comic book what do you mean connections it has 
several superhero connections. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's referencing things, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but so we see his his kind of, like, Cthulhu mask almost. Like, it's... it's I like the mask. It's... it's To me, it looked very Cthulhu-y because it's got, like, lace in the front. It's something a child would actually, do. It's actually... Yeah, it's actually his blanket from like one of the early yeah. scenes. I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, because that's, that's what I was. It's, Couldn't figure out what that actually was. I was like, why? Why is it laced like that? What is this? It's a very child-made blank. Like, yeah, it's like taking your blanket and yeah, lacing mm-hmm. it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I like it. It's sufficiently creepy. So then uh, we're in the morning after, and he's running late for school, and the parents are like, hey, how you doing today, considering that you're an alien from some other place and not human? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. All right, it's cool. And they're like, all right, sweet. <laughs> they take it so, like, they're so, like, like hey, happy great. that he's not freaking out, yeah. and they just don't even question it. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was like, ha, fooled ya. Yep, yep. Uh... We do see very briefly, it's worth mentioning because it comes back, the sheriff is investigating the diner. He's, like, seeing the mm-hmm. symbol and stuff. Uh, but there's not too much time spent on that. Um, and then we see that Brandon is at school and um, he has to follow up with the school counselor, who also, unfortunately for her, happens to be his aunt. And yeah. she she is an oversharer. She is not professional. Bad school counselor. Real bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's asking him questions, like routine questions, and he's not giving her the answer she wants. So she straight up tells him if, like, I I need to tell them that you're okay and that you're remorseful. He's, she's basically telling this kid to lie. Yeah, telling him what yeah. to say. It was so infuriating. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I <laughs> have like, to follow up with the sheriff tomorrow, so you need to tell me that, like, like I need to be able to tell him that you're remorseful. Like... What, yeah. what what are you what like that's not <laughs> the point of well, this meeting that... <laughs> is to to see if that's happening not to get the answer that you want right and I, that might just be the fact that she's his aunt talking right but when he says that he knows that he's something superior yep. and he also says sometimes when bad things happen mm-hmm. to people it's for a good reason mm-hmm. when she tells him that she needs a different answer yeah like not that it makes him more human but he at least realizes that what he said could get him in trouble. Right. But that's what sociopaths do, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I like these moments where it's like he doesn't seem to grasp the human element of what's going on. Like, he's just kind of like that, like, there's sort of an obliviousness to him at certain points where it's like, uh, like, I guess I should, like, what what's, like, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, later in the movie where he's he hears about his dead uncle or they they tell him about him and he's like i feel like you want me to cry and like (laughs) i like that those types of moments and i kind of wish that there were more of those like subtle hints throughout that he's an alien yeah yeah that he's like he just doesn't have some human piece that would mean that he has the capability of being a good person i think that would have given this movie a big step up like a little bit of a different layer to it yeah yeah. But that's not what they chose to do. Nah. So, yeah. Uh, so she's like, hey, buddy, you got to lie to me. And then we kind of cut to that night, and it's the aunt, and she's getting ready for bed, and we see already, you know, in the background, Brandon f- literally just levitating outside her window. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, I didn't even see him there. Yeah, I really? the alarm went off, but I didn't see him in the window. Yeah. It kind of flashes. I think there's, he's like... He's being a creep again. Yeah, I think there may, uh, might be lightning or something. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he's, like, clearly setting off 
the alarm in her backyard on purpose too uh but he shows up at her door uh not with his mask on um yeah he shows up as brandon not as yeah bb or whatever his superhero supposed to be yeah but he's basically like this is where he's essentially like um so yeah you can't you can't tell my parents and you can't talk to the sheriff that that would be bad that would be bad like because snitches get stitches yeah you can't do that and she's like um i this is another moment that i like because there's some of that dramatic irony where she just thinks she's talking to a kid and she's like mm-hmm. she's like dude i think she's freaked out though oh yeah no like he's acting like a psycho yeah but like to her he's like half her size you know he's a he's a young 12 year old kid like if if he was a normal kid she could probably take him it's funny because she she does the thing again where she's like fuck politeness and she straight up tells him that he needs to leave and she doesn't appreciate being spoken to that way yeah but she her eyes show fear yeah. and mm-hmm. her hands are kind of like fidgety and but then like you could tell she's like forcing it because she's like get home safe sweetie or something yeah. but she doesn't offer to take him home yeah like right he says he <laughs> I, I like that moment too he says like okay well i guess i'll just walk back and there's kind of a pause and she's like okay bye yep. yeah <laughs> so i like that you could kind of see maybe he was trying to bait her oh totally but she, she didn't, didn't fall for she didn't it fall for it which is cool yeah yeah but she still threw in the sweetie which <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get home safe, sweetie. Yeah. She texts her husband that she's going to bed, basically. Yeah. And we do get some shots of the uncle. He's out with a couple of the dudes, including Kyle, and he's going to drive home. He's had a few drinks, but he seems to be okay. Uh, but really, I got mad. I was like, he shouldn't be driving right now. I'm sorry. Right. Like, I that, that shit bothers me. Um, yes. Yeah. It's not cool. So yes. don't drink and drive, people. Some of us don't have grandparents because of that. Right. So... Huh. Um, but yeah, what happens to the aunt is again, the alarm goes off in the backyard and she's like, Oh, what's going on? And you know, uh, as you do in movies, you go outside to check on it for some reason and leave your door open, and leave mm-hmm. your door open behind always you. leaving the door open. Yep. So we don't see him go inside, but we also, know that he's was a fucking nice pool for a school oh. counselor. Just want to say that. Right. Yeah. yeah. True. What did, uh, what did, uh, the uncle do? We don't know. We don't know, but sorry, go he, ahead. He drank. And he drove. And he played pool. And he played pool. That's it. With the boys. Maybe he's like a professional pool shark. No. <laughs> so uh, Uncle <laughs> Uncle gets home and uh, he's brushing his teeth and Brandon is creepily Spider-Manning on the ceiling above him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but he this is great. He like flashes through the doorway uh, and uncle hears it and he's like what the fuck and he goes into the closet and brandon is just standing there like a fucking creep and he does have his mask on mm-hmm. and the uncle just like rips off his his mask he's like what the fuck are you doing you little weirdo like <laughs> i don't remember exactly what he says but it's, it's it's pretty close to that and he's like get out like what are you doing in here like get out of my house like what what is happening so he's like come on we're, we're going home then what happens they get out into the driveway and a kerfuffle happens well he's so he tells him to get into the car and brandon's like uh you can't take me home or you can't tell my parents i can't remember exactly you can't tell my parents that i was here yeah and um uh uncle just keeps saying like get in the car and brandon has a tantrum and flings him with his mental powers against the garage it wasn't with his mental i thought he actually flung him. oh maybe he he did well he flung him him with his into the wall yeah into the garage door like he goes flying Mm -hmm. he goes down all right after that happens the uncle just gets in the truck and starts driving right 
did that bother you, Ariana? Because I was like, what? What? Yeah, I was. First, I was like, well, what about his wife that exactly. is sleeping in bed, and you just left the kid potentially in the house with her yep. that you now know is a creep. He got Hulk smashed or... by a twelve-year-old, <laughs> and he's like, instead of like, my wife is upstairs, I'm gonna go in the house and shut the door or something. He's like, into the truck. Yeah, right. I thought he was just trying to reach the boy's house to let his parents know but like i wanted to go there but yeah sorry but like now i again now that i think about it more i'm like "Eh, i don't know how i feel about this choice so maybe he was a little bit more drunk than he claimed (laughs) right right i don't know but the car for some reason basically the only reason why he's getting into the car so we can have his death scene that's right yes So Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go quickly through the death scene. This Um, is my favorite death scene, actually. Me too. (laughs) Because it's the scariest and the most fucked up. I have comments. I didn't think it was scary, but I liked the gore. Yeah. See, I have thoughts about this. So so what happens is uh, the kid is flying and and I will say I like the the flutter noise that is kind of like the signature sound that this kid makes Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. as he's flying through the air. His cape is kind of like... Mm -hmm. Uh, So we hear that and that's like, oh, shit, you know, he's coming. But he like slams into the Jeep. The the Jeep stops or truck. He slams into the truck. Truck stops working. And uh, it's in the middle of the road. He's in the road. The kid is like levitating in front of him. And he's like, oh, hell no. Oh, no. He had the most realistic reactions. (laughs) He's like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, Getting out of here. But his truck won't start. The kid essentially lifts the truck up by the rear end and just lifts it up and up and up into the air and drops it straight down. And I know you guys are going to say things about the the gore, so I'm going to let you take it away. I just really liked how it was executed as far as his face smashing into the steering wheel yes. and his jaw just kind of becoming all sinewy and like so, gory and gross. Yeah, he got curb stomped by a <laughs> steering wheel. He did. Yeah. So... I like the gore. I th- I love the kind of like, I think it was probably a mix of practical and CGI there, but I think it looked pretty good. It was pretty gross. But I was like, why is his face made of porcelain in this moment? Like his, it's like cut, like it's a steering wheel and steering wheels are kind of rubbery. So I was like, I understand breaking your jaw and I know I'm being nitpicky here, but again, it was like one of those B horror things, kind of like where it was too perfectly gory. Yeah. I feel like that was a problem with the CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, I can well, see that. His jaw is like off. It's not like, it's not like his jaw is broken and, and like the skin is hanging. Like his jaw is like cut to his skull like he he is a bloody skull at this point from the upper teeth down yeah skin can tear like a super blunt force trauma true i just i felt like he i didn't think he was up that high in the air like i was like he fell maybe 30 feet curb stop is a curb stop (laughs) (laughs) i mean do you think brandon put that much force behind it I just thought he dropped him. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, the dude shouldn't have had teeth. Yeah. At sure. Least. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say that much. I'm being nitpicky. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I think the reason I'm hung up on stuff like this is that like, to me, what's, what's scarier in gore is like a realistic gore. Like if it's, if it's too much, just kind of for shock value, I kind of get pulled out of the moment. Cause I'm like, it really wouldn't look like that. Like it would, it would probably just look like a mangled face and yeah, there'd be blood, but it wouldn't be like his, like his jaw literally like slumped off yeah. of his skull. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. that 
that's the part where like, skin go <laughs> well that is the part that i lost it and like it it didn't hold up and i think it's because they use cgi instead of using like makeup artists yeah. or like puppetry mm-hmm. and if they did that this would have been a tight butthole scene <laughs> but yeah because they did have cgi that's where it kind of i don't know it got a little like cheesy yeah. and it did lose some of its um coolness yeah <laughs> but like i just like that groundedness i like yeah. it to be a little gritty but i mean i think it more importantly is the shock of it uh i've never seen a death scene in a movie done like that before true so uh that i give it props for yeah. originality yeah, yeah. and um mm-hmm. i also i i thought it was creepy that he just kind of put his finger in his bloody open mouth and started writing his little logo on the ground he gets that sweet uncle blood and yeah draws his little symbol yeah he gets home and um uh, do they know that the uncle is dead yet no so they don't know they don't they don't yeah they don't know that he's dead yet but he comes home late and they're freak they've been freaking out and calling people and he says Oh, a little shit. He says that he's been playing soccer and then he starts to fake cry about how he's basically being bullied and that they ripped his shirt and making fun of me because they ripped my shirt. Yeah, he just wants to go to bed and it's so obvious uh that he's lying and right. um and good on them that they as they soon as he's gone it. they're like he's not telling the truth like yeah. he's lying. So that was And they're like no shit. Yeah, that was the first time where I was like good good yes. job team. Go team go. Right? Go team go. <laughs> And uh, but they don't really do anything yeah. other than just let him go and whisper. And then that night, uh, Kyle has like uh, an alternate dream of like a nightmare of the night that they discovered baby Brandon, alien yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. This is another moment where I just feel like the movie really doesn't do anything particularly interesting no. with the scene. They didn't need it. I yeah. like the transition into the woods, like from the bedroom. All right, that's cool and trippy. Uh, I liked some, like, but then it just kind of is like, all right. So he approaches Elizabeth Banks in the woods and she's got the bundle and she says, it's a boy and blood starts dripping from the blanket and blood starts dripping from her eyes. And then they do a really kind of cheesy jump scare where it looks like a vampire baby all of a sudden and it just flies at the screen. And I was yeah. like, I kind of rolled my eyes a yeah. little bit. It was not necessary. I rolled my eyes a lot. Yeah. It was not necessary. It was those moments where it's just like, this movie really kind of going for the, the low-hanging fruit, I think, in horror in general. So really yeah. not pushing any, uh, trying to break any new ground. No, but that's when um, the mom gets called by the aunt and they go to the hospital and yeah. find out that uh, the uncle has died. And they, smart, I mean, smart thinking on the kid, it, it looked like it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to skip to the morning where like they are essentially telling him about the uncle's death and he's just eating cereal. And again, I just feel like I can hear that spoon hitting his teeth and I'm like, God damn it. I hate that. There's there's like a word for that. But yeah, I and- clearly remember getting yelled at if I hit my teeth with the fork or the spoon as a child. Mm-hmm. I was clearly taught I had proper usage of yeah. forks and spoons. I had siblings and... Um, one, my sister in particular, she would get very <laughs> mad if you, if you like did that thing where you kind of like scraped your fork as you pulled yeah. the food off, like shing, yeah. and she'd be like, mm. stop it. 
<laughs> oh no so you guys did it all the time didn't Sorry, you Kim. yeah yeah we did 100 <laughs> percent. yep like, does that bother you Shing! um but uh yeah so they're like hey you, uh, we got some bad news about your uncle he's dead and he's just like okay and like literally he's like okay and he's like i feel like you want me to cry and they're like do you want to cry and he's like Nah. I don't know. I'm good. No, I'm good. No, not really. The dad starts freaking out and he's basically like he, he killed him. Um he, he definitely killed him, you know, and their mom and dad are fighting. Uh dad goes upstairs, he finds the shirt, confronts mom with it, and says, Look, there's blood on it, which I this is another moment where I was like, Kid could have just went home without a shirt. He he was already not wearing right. a shirt. That's what I would have done. Yeah. I don't know. Not a very smart alien. No. He's supposed to be like a super genius. Yeah. Top one tenth of the first of the one percent in his class yeah i mean there's also not, not good when it comes to shirts i mean throwing it out there there's a barn he could have hit it in yep. well, he could fly he could have flown to texas and just <laughs> dropped it somewhere in texas in the desert True and fact. flown back put it in john benet ramsey yeah. oh shit nailed it <laughs> oh Boom. man uh yeah so the dad's on to him. Yeah, and dad says to mom, oh, yeah. he's something we found in the woods. And I was like, yeah, he is. He's something that you found in the woods in a spaceship, dude. I, I like how this is like cautionary tale. Like, hey, maybe, maybe don't try to take an alien into your home. Or right. like those people that buy wild animals as pets. Yeah. Too soon? Too sure. soon yeah, to no. talk about Tiger King? <laughs> no. I, I think that's right. Yeah. I didn't watch it. It's some good shit. Dad says to mom that he wants to take Brandon to the woods and kind of just spend some quality time with him, be his dad for a while. And she buys it. But we know that's not why they right. want to go to the woods. This is one of those points where I got so angry. I was like, do we really need to have this obvious ass clue yeah. that you're going to go and try to kill your son? Right. Well, alien son. <laughs> well, and the fact that the mom isn't even like... Well, you're kind of mad. Is everything... Are you sure? Like, maybe... <laughs> right? You seem kind of freaked out by the whole your dead uh, brother-in-law thing. Yeah, she's just kind of like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, come, come on. Um, but uh, at the same time, the sheriff is realizing that the symbol, uh, that bee symbol, was at both crime scenes. Oh, a bee and bees and wasps and bees yeah. and letter B. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just got there. There's also, like, a little like garden thing in their front yard oh. that you could see next to the sheriff a bee garden well thing? and his initials are also bb yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah. literal bees and and letter bees and wasps mm -hmm. it's yes. too much all right so <laughs> <laughs> so uh i liked uh this is random but um we get to see elizabeth banks's character as a painter and i was like cool I, I don't know. I just, she was painting a moo moo. She was painting a, painting a moo moo. Oh, cow. I was like, I like that painting that she's doing. I liked doing. it too. I wanted yeah. it. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the sheriff is getting there and he uh, wants to talk to her son. She's like, nah. And while this is happening, it's kind of intercutting between that scene and the scene in the woods where uh, I was like, the dad is... I don't know how I feel about this because I'm like, dad is kind of trying to... I don't know. He, he he tries to murder the kid. He tries to murder an alien kid. So I yeah. I feel like I he's. You, I thought when we were watching it, you agreed with him. In the moment, I am a hundred percent like kill this psychopath. Like, shoot him in the head. But I know you know it's not going to work because you know he's bulletproof already because right. he's basically Superman. 
But in retrospect, you know, and kind of thinking about it from a distance, I'm like, I mean, it is murder. Murder is murder. That is true. Murder he, is murder. Could have really maybe dad could have called the cops and said, hey, there's a bloody shirt in my son's room I found. Maybe match the DNA. Instead, he's going to take justice into his own hands. It doesn't work yeah. out. It wouldn't have worked out either way. I think just like as humans, when we're dealing with aliens, our first thought is to take out our biggest weapon we have, which is like a gun. <laughs> like in all the alien movies, like that's the first go to yep. or the nukes or whatever they got. So I think that that was his kind of mentality. Yeah. Like this thing is bigger than an Earth thing, like Earth itself. So let's go big or go home. Let's bring the bullets. Yeah. How's that work out for him? It doesn't work. <laughs> but he, he does. <laughs> I mean, and it doesn't work in any of the other alien movies. Yeah. Um, kid is... The, the kid also doesn't really think anything fishy's going on. You know what he should have brought? Some good old country western LPs. Turn it up real high. And his little alien brain will explode him. <laughs> oh, Mars attacks anyone. That's my go-to when the aliens attack us. <laughs> He could have put on some boxing gloves, like, uh, in that scene, too. Yeah. All right. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he dings him pretty good. He shoots him in the back of the head. That was a good shot. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, like, it's that moment where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, the, the kid's reaction, like, he literally just, like, turns around where he's got a look on his face. Like, did you just... You just shoot me. You just shoot me in the back of the head. <laughs> and and it, it, it worked. And uh, Dad is, like, trying to reload. He's like, oh, shit, you know, um, realizes his mistake. And the kid, ultimately, he lasers him in the eyes. And uh, that's actually... Through his eye hole skulls. Ariane, eye hole skulls. <laughs> through yeah. his eye hole skulls. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what that is, but... It's like an eight ball and you go in right for the holes. Like, it's a bowl. I... I don't know. Are Eight you... ball and bowling ball. Wow. Are you okay? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ariana, you said you did watch The Boys, right? Yes, awesome. I did. Yeah. So, uh, there's actually, like, a, this is scene for scene. The, this is yeah. the, the, the kill move that, uh, what the hell's his name? Captain something oh. evil superman captain evil superman in the boys sure <laughs> captain evil superman. yeah he Blonde does that hair. same move and it's it's Kendall. very dramatic <laughs> and uh he lasers dad in the face and his brain through the eye holes that's yep, what i was trying through, to say through the eye holes and his brain goes plop out the back of his head and i just literally wrote mm -hmm. in my notes the boys that's it um <laughs> Very intelligent thought there. I wrote, someone gone die, Kyle. <laughs> Put a check mark next to it. And right, move on. Um, so uh, mom is back home and she, uh, I think, does she discover the book before? No, she discovers the book. Uh, so she after discovers... the sheriff visits, yeah. she, because he mentions that uh, there's like logos or symbols left at both crimes or both scenes. Yeah. And yeah, and he shows her a picture. Yeah. She's already sent him away. So she runs upstairs to uh Brandon's room. Cuz she he like shows her the the symbol and she has seen that in his notebook. Yeah. And she grabs his backpack and starts flipping through his like notebook/art journal and He's got a straight up Patrick Bateman notebook yes. like at the end of mm -hmm. American Psycho. That's the same notebook, I think. Lots of red ink. Yep. And black ink. Yep. 
and lots of pictures of murder yep. and world domination yep. and his little logo. Yep. Like, the murders that he did are drawn in there. And his future ones. Yeah. Again, like, if this kid is a super genius, not very good at hiding his porno stash, his uh, death notebook. <laughs> Everyone needs his their... bloody t-shirt. Come on. Yeah. Okay, I got nothing. Yeah. Just remove the whole thing where, all right, let's revise the script. He's not smart. He is a country bumpkin. (laughs) He's raised by country bumpkins. I think he honestly just doesn't give a shit because he knows he's more powerful than everyone. That's true. So he's. That's true. Yeah. I was going to make a really bad comparison and I I can't now. I I would buy that though. Yeah. 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 What was the comparison? I don't want to say it. I think you have to now. I was going to say it's like Mein Kampf when Hitler wrote it in jail and he basically told the world what he was going to do and then he did it. Well, I mean, I don't, I feel like that's a pretty, like, this kid believes that he's literally superior. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. There's some yeah. There's some of that, that going on That hurt my here. heart to say, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that these filmmakers were uh, trying to channel <laughs> that. Yeah, but, I agree. No, I don't think they were either. <laughs> you know what? This kid is kind of like Hitler. Uh. No. <laughs> well, me, no, no. The, the the notebook is his mind comp. Sequel. We got it. Oh no. Yeah. So she is calling the phone though to warn the dad, and and um, uh, she calls a cell phone. It clicks, and she just says, "You were right. He's evil. Blah blah blah. We need to do something. He totally killed those people." And then she's like, "Um, uh, Kyle," and the kid is like, "Hey, mom, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Maybe wait for the other person." to say something when before you just start talking yeah i feel like we've covered that in sitcoms horror movies oh yeah i don't like every genre has covered that yeah know who you're talking to before you just start word vomiting yeah yep right especially about murder yeah she put her foot in her mouth pretty bad yeah Yeah. hey i was just kidding just kidding brandon lol (laughs) lol mommy loves you april fools yeah so I like though that he's uh, he's flying above the house at that moment, and he crushes the cell phone. And she she says like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "I'm home." And then he's flying creepily, yeah, nearby. He literally just starts like slamming into the house. You don't really see he's dive bombing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> he is like punching like he is a human pen ball in a pinball machine, <laughs> and the house is his target, and he's going back and forth. And back. Smash, smash, smash. Mm -hmm. But a pinball doesn't usually go smashing through the machine. So in that way, he's like a bullet. I don't know. Have you ever gotten hit by a pinball? I'm going to keep trying. (laughs) I'm going to keep trying for different analogies. All right. (laughs) So he's like a bullet inside a pinball, inside a pinball machine, inside of a bigger house. That's a okay. So he's he's cannonballing (laughs) through the walls. Got it. And the sheriff and the sheriff's deputy show up right around the same moment. Because she is smart. She calls 911. Yeah, she's... She, oh, my accent mm-hmm. came on that. She calls 911. <laughs> Ooh, good times. Yep. It doesn't take long before the sheriff just gets splatted. No. He's like... Because he, he tells... He's like it. shredded. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually really liked that. I did, too. That was a moment where the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the That was gore, cool. Yeah, like, the gore in that moment, I was like, I buy it because this kid is literally smashing through, like, brick and mortar and yeah. and drywall and everything else. I mean, it also happens in The Boys, but... True. Like... True. It, it still didn't disappoint in this. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it was good. He gets turned into mush. Yeah, because he calls mm-hmm. the mom to come 
out to him because you know he's a cop so he's like come come to my voice and then gone yeah. splat yep. splat then the deputy's like ah oh, get back inside we're under attack it's clear like she doesn't really know what's happening right. i don't think either of them really know yeah oh man but the scene where the deputy is getting killed <laughs> that was pretty brutal <laughs> i yeah that was like a moment where like if if the rest of the movie was as good as kind of this final like scene where everyone's getting destroyed in this house i think i would have liked the movie a lot better um yeah because i believe the gore in these moments right like, you kind of see i think uh the mom is hiding like in the bedroom and you see kind of in the hallway out of focus the kid just like slamming this deputy up and down and like against the walls and then her body goes flying and the effects look really great here she lands mm -hmm. next to where mom is hiding under the bed and her face is just like shredded or up yeah yep toe mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. straight yeah. up toe up yeah, that was I liked that scene. I yeah. also like that it was kind of out of focus, so you yep. you, you have to use your brain and you're like, "Oh shit." Yep. 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 Yeah. And then the kid f levitating around the bed looking for her, you just see his feet floating. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was one of the I think the only time really that I felt suspense yeah. like within myself. Um, where he was flying like around the bed super slowly. Yep. And then when he goes to look under the bed yeah yeah by the windowsill definitely like that was one of the only times that i actually felt any sort of suspense or fear yeah right. yeah you're right because i did call out that mom for moving too soon i was like have you never played hide and seek and then she did make the better right. the better move than me yeah so yeah you know i feel I like the same thing <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like i like that floating feet thing that gets me every time it's in the conjuring where you see like the feet just floating above the guy and he's he's kind of like sensing it outside that there's a yeah. presence mm -hmm. you see the feet floating by his head it was also in um i don't know carrie i don't even remember if you watched this but the haunting of hill house the the series the show no, I, I didn't think see you watched the show it. Mm -mm. but there's a uh, uh ariana did you watch that show no i've just seen the movie so there's like a there's a character like a ghost that like floats and he actually like floats backwards too which is like extra creepy but you see floating feet in that too uh, in one of the flashbacks and that also just creeped me the hell out it was like something about those floating feet floating is kind of creepy now that yeah. we're talking about it more i'm, I'm getting a little yeah. creeped out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so unnatural you know yeah right yeah and uh he starts doing the whistle that's going to come back again too mm -hmm. she does not respond but uh I, I wrote in my notes because she's hiding under the bed or she was he comes he looks under the bed we see her hanging outside the window and then she drops intentionally lands uh and then she kind of says to herself she like looks at the barn and she's like well she hurts herself and yeah. she gets cut in the exact yeah. same spot that he was cut by the ship and yeah. she goes the ship the ship it can cut him and I was like, lady. Yeah. So she she hightails it <laughs> to the barn. Like, how did it take you this long? Yeah. Right. She hightails it to that barn. <sighs> yeah. Uh, she gets into the barn. To be honest, I wasn't even like I me personally. I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, go get the ship. Go yep, get the ship. Right. Exactly. But. I, I didn't care enough at this point. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, of course she finally figured it out. Yeah, I did. Like the first time I watched this, this is the point where to me, I, I felt a little bit of that suspense or I don't know if it was suspense, but I genuinely wondered, is this going to be a movie that that has the happy ending where she does get to kill him and it's a bittersweet moment? I will say I was still I still wasn't sure what was going to happen yep. at this point. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it, I think the movie in that sense, tonally can keep you guessing a little bit. 
Like, mm, you're like, yeah. oh, if she killed him, it would still be sad. So I could see the movie going in that direction. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she goes under or uh, to the trap door. She finds uh, the eviscerated mom of Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty gross. Uh, but but great effects there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sees or she pulls the, the piece of metal off the ship. It's like this jagged piece of metal. Kid finds her. And well, she calls to him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, she she calls to him. He goes down, and she they, they kind of have a moment where, you know, she's hidden the... She's trying to trick him. Yep, she's trying to trick him. She's like, I still believe that you're our gift. You know, I, I, I still I never think stopped that, loving you. I still think you can you're do good. You're a blessing. He says, I want to do good, Mom. <laughs> and she's, you know, trying to slyly lift up the jagged metal and then she tries to stab him and the music is like because he catches her arm and things do not go well for no. mom Mm-mm. she gets racketed up to towards space yes above the cluds <laughs> <laughs> yep she's up in the sky and he blasts through that roof like he does but he's carrying her so i like that they show how bloody yeah. she is from that yeah in comparison to him mm-hmm. yeah it was great yeah they kind of real close up on her face and she's just looking just the look on her face i mean the acting in this movie is is very good yeah it all is around. good yeah but that moment you just see the absolute hopelessness but also kind of like in her expression like awe yeah she's looking at him and he's pristine and like i think she can it's fucked up but like she can see like all the power and like potential and everything and it's just like he's gonna do bad things yeah and she knows it like that's it it's really hitting her for you know for the first time in full caresses his face she what oh she yeah she does she his caresses face. his face yeah mm-hmm. and then he drops her and then he drops her and the music again goes fallen angel yeah. yeah that shot i think is uh yeah Ariana, personal question if mm-hmm. someone dropped you from the sky what would your reaction be i know where you're going with this would you be flailing your arms and screaming or would you flick? Um, or would you flick that son of a bitch off? <laughs> Carrie said she would do like a double bird on the way down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would know that it's my last moment, so I feel like I'd want to make it count. I don't think screaming would do me any good. See, you said that, so I'm like, okay, maybe I would take the high road and just calmly go down yeah i don't think i'd be calm oh no no i would i would ask somebody to change my pants like i'd write it in my will like if i ever fall from the sky please change my pants before the police find me (laughs) fair enough (laughs) but but yeah i i feel like i'd i'd want to flip them off yeah yeah i feel like there's there has to be a lot that goes through your head and yeah. You know, like when you when you trip over something, it's slow motion. So I'm like imagining falling from such a high <laughs> altitude. Like, oh, yeah, no. like yeah, it, it would be <laughs> for a really long. Time. Yeah, it would be terrifying, right. and it would be a horrible death. But honestly, would you even feel anything? Because you're gonna be liquidated. Oh, you'd just go splat. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be my one chance to also moon somebody oh, for the first time. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. 
man. I really hope that, like, you know, I mean, I hope you don't fall out of an airplane. Or yeah, anything, I hope. But, like, I hope you. no one falls me, out of the sky. <laughs> I hope. Here's what I'll say. I hope somebody who, in the history of people falling out of things, has been like on my way down. Take this world and just moons yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's yeah. over anyway. Yeah. I'm doing it. But it would be a terrifying way to go because you know there's no getting out of it. Right. You're done so. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a huge fear of mine. I, I don't like heights. So falling yeah. and I don't do well on airplanes. I, I, I can be on them. He doesn't even do well when we went up like an old uh, fire tower. Watchtower. Yeah. Oh, I like clutch the side <laughs> and, like, at the Adirondacks. Yeah, I, yeah. I clutch the side pretty bad. Oh, you, I don't mind heights. You're pretty pale too. You, I get the gut, like that feeling in your gut where you're just like, I, I might die. Yeah. Mm. And so here's, I, I don't know. I, I want to hear from other people if you do this, but when I get on an airplane, I legitimately make my peace with the world. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this could be like my last hour of existence, and like, I'm gonna have to be okay with that. So I like, I cycle through, like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna have some regrets, and uh, but I, overall, I think know. the first few times I this, flew, this I had that. The first few times. And then now I love flying because I can't, I don't sleep well. I have two sleeping disorders. So flying knocks me the fuck out. So I'm like a giant toddler in a, in a car being driven around. So I kind of love <laughs> flying. Like my fear of flying is getting next to a talker because I'm going to be oh. like, you son of a bitch, I have to sleep. Shut the fuck up. Like if you mess with me, <laughs> I will stab you on this flight. Like, yeah, yeah that's my fear. Yeah. Mm. And I do. See, I love flying. I like I just go straight to fuck asleep. I love it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I look out the window and I'm like, what would like I'm such a morbid person though. I'm literally looking out the window and I'm like, what will it look like when we start going down? Like it's going <laughs> to stuff's going to be coming up pretty quick. Mm. Wow. I uh I love flying. I think, like Carrie said, the first time I flew, I didn't fly anywhere on my own or at all, ever, until I was 18 yeah. or 19. Yeah. The first time I did it, I was like, okay, well, if I die, then, you know. I'm cool with it. Like, I've had a good life. But since then, I don't really have that thought process anymore. Um, I do journal every time I go on a plane just nice. so that people know where I'm at in life yeah. <laughs> if I do die. Yeah. See, um, all right. Okay. That's, yeah. Like, you just want people to know. Like, hey, this is the yeah. flight I'm on just in case. Right. So you yeah. have that and, thought. Um, all right. I'm not alone. Yeah. And I am that type of person where, like... Even if I'm driving, I'm like, okay, what will I do if my car yep. flips off the side of the road yep. and I'm stuck in my seatbelt? Or what will happen and what will I do if I drive off into the middle of a lake? Yep. Like, yep. See, this is why I'm on anxiety medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I had to stop that little voice. <laughs> all right. Um, so speaking of planes and flying, it all comes back around to the movie because mm -hmm. he just turns to his left and lo and behold, there's a plane coming and it's it's an right at him. Yep. And uh, next scene is it's the aftermath. He made the plane crash into his house and the there's like a news report uh, saying that, you know, everyone that he killed was probably killed in the uh, plane crash. crash. Yeah. And he's just sitting at the end of an ambulance eating, eating a cookie. cookie. Yep. Just munching a snack. And that's uh, not the last we see of him, because right before, kind of like as the credits are coming on, we cut to, I don't know, crazy YouTube conspiracy theory guy. And he's like, 
they're showing like video footage of strange yeah. figure this these news reports and stuff it's great because it's it's basically like the ufo footage that yeah. people send through it's like gritty <laughs> and on your camera phone and yeah yeah so they're like what is it is it a yeah. human is it a man like yeah it's... forest fires caused by strange floating figure yeah. like yeah that's honestly my favorite part of the movie is yeah. this ending yeah <laughs> one of the questions i had was the ending though was he still a minor yeah and technically his only family is his aunt because she's still alive yeah. true yeah i thought about that and i was like well there goes another fucked child into uh foster homes there you go i feel like at that point though he, he's like beyond earthly any like i don't know the system can't contain his floating superpoweriness. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. You just eviscerate True. everybody. It is about wrap up time, and we have two questions that we need to answer. First, was this movie scary? I do not think it was scary. I think that there are points, as I mentioned, that I had suspense, but it was really just one point in the movie. Right. Um, other than that, I didn't find myself scared or jolted or really any sort of feeling any thrill from the movie so overall i'd say no not scary like if i was if i was a parent and i had like a 13 year old who wanted to watch it and had already had exposure to actual horror and other thrillers of varying degrees i would feel comfortable (laughs) showing him this movie like i watched the exorcist when i was about 10 right and i'm fine yeah i'm not (laughs) yeah (laughs) That movie fucked me up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I actually think that it 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 was it's a little bit scary for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I here's what I'm gonna say. I think what's what's scary to me in this movie is what's scary to me about the boys, which is every time in the boys and every time in this, there's that moment where it's just like a regular person up against this superhuman literal like monster like they're they're not just as like a super villain like they are monsters like they're monsters that look like humans they can't Mm -hmm. be stopped Mm -hmm. so like that to me is something that has always freaked me out when you have a villain that like until the end of this movie there's just literally no like you like to me i'm asking myself like what would i do in that situation because that's what you do in horror movies and it's like in those situations when this kid wants you that's it like you're you're donezo. You can't like. There's no room that's strong enough to protect you. There's no weapon you can use. At least nobody knows about it except for the mom at the end. So that to me is what's scary about this movie. It's though that sort of suspense. I don't think necessarily it's a lasting fear or anything. But I think those moments to me are are what make the movie feel suspenseful or sometimes a little bit scary. Because I'm like, fuck, this kid just picks people and that's it it's like a hornet when he sets his eyes on you he's gonna go sting <laughs> the shit right. out of you that's right uh could we call him a murder hornet <laughs> you see what i 2020 <laughs> it's it's 2020 right now it's murder hornets so here's the thing is i screwed myself over royally with this movie ben watched it when it first came onto streaming services And during this time, I was back in grad school again, and I was taking classes, and he was watching this while I was doing something for school. And I remember coming out and needing a break and watching, like, 
the middle to the end of the movie. Yeah, it was like after. It was like I think it was right after. It was when the, he was starting to kill people. Yeah, it was right after the first death. Right after he killed yeah. Caitlin's mom. So hmm. I already knew what was going to happen. So when I watched it from the beginning, I was like, okay, things make way more sense. One. Yeah. Because I remember asking Ben a ton of questions yeah. and him getting annoyed with me and being like, just watch it. <laughs> um, so obviously it made way more sense. But because I'd already seen the later half of the movie, it wasn't scary to me at all. And that being said, seeing the half to the end of the movie without any of the buildup or the content context beforehand, it also wasn't scary to me. <laughs> so i'm alone in this one yeah i feel like i can't really comment because i mean i guess i can it wasn't scary both times but you're not a little bit like both of you you're not a little bit freaked out by if there were this superhuman evil kid like i don't know that doesn't freak you out at all um i guess for me the issue with at least personally, being afraid of that is that the likelihood of it happening is well. extremely small, <laughs> as far as I know, as far as we all know. Well, yeah. If I were to watch a horror film based on, or a thriller film based on somebody breaking into my home or into other people's homes and hunting me that way, I would absolutely be terrified of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the issue for me as far as calling it scary. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like a threat to me. Yeah. I also think, to be honest, I'm just burned out of these uh, kid <laughs> movies. These, yeah, the bad seed The movies. bad seed movies. So, I, I mean, that's I'm kind of just at this point where I'm like, maybe if it wasn't, in the middle of like three other bad seed movies sure but i'm just like to the point where i'm so like they're so de like yeah dehumanized you're, you're like i'm desensitized to, to yeah. them now so i'm kind of just like eh, it's another fuck kid like i don't know <laughs> i don't know all right moving on to our second question does this movie have lasting appeal we think i think it's worth a watch i will say that I think that if you do like the boys, then you at least would want to give this uh, a try. I'm not saying you're going to like it. I'm not saying you're going to love it as much as the boys, but I think it's something that it's interesting to compare the two. It's like an origin story for the evil yeah. Superman and that. Yeah, I think that this actually does have lasting appeal because it is quite different from the other Bad Seed movies that have been produced over the years. And I think that no matter what you think, if you love all the superhero movies that have been coming out over the years or not, like superheroes are a part of our culture as Americans, mm -hmm. especially like comic books, like it's, it's a huge part of our culture. So in that sense, I think uh, people are going to be drawn to it because yeah, we're just now starting to think of superheroes as being bad. Right. If that makes sense. Like, we've always known that there are mm -hmm. villains. Yeah. They've always called themselves villains. They've been villains. But this is, like, a, a kind of a new territory we're going. Right. I do think it's worth watching, as much as I have my issues with it. <laughs> yeah. And I could see them doing a sequel. I hope not. I, it's, I, I could yeah. see it happening, but I'll say this. I at least personally would rather see a prequel because I want to know more about where he actually came mm. from 
Um, and I want to know, like, obviously their end goal is to take the world, but how is that supposed to happen from one kid <laughs> from <laughs> one kid in Brightburn County, Kansas? Yeah. I mean, why is that your starting point? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I would actually like to see more of the backstory and that might include more sci-fi than people like to see in this genre, mm-hmm. but it would also be a big budget. Right. I feel like if they did, cause I, I think like they really tried to set up sequels uh, with the end of this, whereas the YouTube guy, cause he starts talking about like, there's this other lady who kills people with ropes and strangles them. And that's totally supposed to be like, yeah. I took it as like a, an, an inversion of the wonder woman character with her ropes. Uh, yeah. So like, and, and then they mention some other things. And they show some other pictures. So I was like, Oh, did they okay. also have like a like a sea monster? Like, yep. a, yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I think like they would probably end up just doing the same types of origin stories for these other uh, supervillain type characters. I'd be okay with Wonder Woman being uh, killing people. Yeah, for fun. I just I don't know. I I was <laughs> sorry. That was a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> I didn't love that ending because it felt just so familiar by like branching out mm-hmm. into other superhero lore. Like I like the anomaly of like this is one Superman. This is one bad kid, and like that's fucked up. Well, you're you're kind of getting sidetracked because you're focusing on like a sequel. What do you think about this movie standing by itself? Me? Yeah, for lasting well, appeal. Ariana, did you kind of finish your thought? I feel like I jumped in there. No basically it but as far as lasting appeal i can't see it being a classic like 25 50 years later no definitely not yeah yeah but i would say give it a watch yeah see if you like it if you don't me too yeah (laughs) (laughs) so this um do i think it has lasting appeal i think that it does in the sense like i think carrie said it really well i i think it does in the sense that like it's such a it's a concept that is so sort of simple and yet like obvious and yet it just had to happen. This is the evil Superman movie. And it's like that had to exist at some point. It was going to exist and this is it. So <laughs> I feel like in that sense people are just going to be like, "Oh, did you see that evil Superman movie?" And and that's this one. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't necessarily think that the movie itself has anything that makes it stand out except for that concept it's it's such an easy movie to mention to people like oh remember that one with the evil superman so i feel like it's gonna hang around in that sense if it does have sequels i'm honestly not very excited for them i again i just feel like i'd rather watch the boys season two yeah because i feel like they're already doing that and whether or not like they would have more kid origin stories that are evil kids like Carrie, you know, would jump on any more bad seed superhero movies. She's going to be all about it. But I don't know. I have those mixed feelings. And I, yeah, I think it'll hang around. But I, again, I I agree. I don't think it's going to be seen as any sort of classic. And I don't think that it has any merits within it that actually make it worthy of sticking around other than the basic concept. We are coming to the end of the episode. Uh, So Switchblade. Do you have anything you want to tell the people, like what you're up to? Do you want to share anything? Are you doing any crafts? Uh, what's going on? I taught myself how to knit earlier in the year, so I've been knitting. Very nice. Um, not as much as I should be. Um, I am also currently raising money for the Alzheimer's Association. Perfect. I was hoping you were um, going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, just quarantine. Um, so I wanted to say that I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and practicing social distancing whenever you do go out of your house or apartment. 
Um, and yeah, and to thank you to Carrie and Ben for having me on Ooh, again. Yeah. Uh, how, how do we get people to donate to your Alzheimer's? Yeah, thing? I was going to say, can you talk a little bit more about the Alzheimer's? The Alzheimer's? Sure. <laughs> Sorry. The, the old timers. Okay. <laughs> so um, the Alzheimer's Association is a national organization and it is the top nonprofit to raise funds for research. And so we have two, uh, there's two signature events for the Alzheimer's Association. The one that I'm participating in is called the Longest Day. And it is, the longest day of the year is the summer equinox. This year it is on June 20th. Mm. And it's the day with the most light. So we like to say that it's the day with the most light is the day that we fight to end Alzheimer's and all other dementias. Very nice. Yeah. So, um... My personal The Longest Day page is alz.org slash TLD slash A Blades of Glory. Nice. That's awesome. But you could also just go to alz.org and get a ton of information on our mission, how we're keeping our constituents safe during COVID-19, and any information that we have on research is also on the website, as well as access to our 24-hour helpline, um, which is 800-272-3900. And there are people there, 24-7 certified dementia care experts to talk to anybody who is going through anything related to dementia and Alzheimer's. That's wonderful. And if you couldn't tell, I also work for the <laughs> Alzheimer's Association, so it's a very big passion of mine. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll post links with this episode, too, when it airs. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, so before we sign off, we'd just like to ask you to do a huge favor for us and make sure to subscribe, share, and leave a review of the show on iTunes or whatever streaming service you use. Uh, Stitcher also has a review function, and the website Podchaser is very helpful to small podcasts like ourselves. So if you like the show, that's the best way to show your support right now. Uh, just share us. Uh, please uh, leave re those reviews anywhere that you can or just ratings. Yeah, we, we would like that. Yeah, it would help. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. But as always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Okay, bye. Bye.